Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another fantastic night of Fandom Access. I am your ever-faithful host, AJ. Greetings and salutations. So, going to shake things up a little tonight. Aside from our Walking Dead, uh, Resident Alien season finale, Star Trek Discovery season finale, Snowpiercer and Picard, um, when Jamie gets here, she's going to play some clips of some stuff, and uh, Karen's running a little late. She wants to see West Side Story tonight. Uh, she should be joining us 10, 15 minutes or so um, while I'm waiting for Jamie. I have been watching Dark, finally, and uh, it's good. Jamie and Karen both said it was good, and they were right. Watching it with my son Artie, and it's fun watching it with him because we like bounce ideas and theories and stuff off each other. But I'll admit, the timey wimey stuff starts to get to you after a while. <laughs> oh, and Jamie's here now, so. Hello, hello. I was talking. Good evening. I, didn't I wasn't. I wasn't through at first. I was just gonna say I still haven't seen the very end. I for, forgot you guys were watching it, so don't tell me the very end if you saw the very end. But I'm um, I'm on. I'm just starting season two, so. Okay. What I really like about that show, though, is at least most of the stuff. Like when you see how it connects, like it makes sense for the most part. You know, it's not like all they don't completely break the rules like some shows. It kind of reminds me of like how Twelve Monkeys did a good job of. The series did a good job of, yeah. of that. All righty. Well, I know Karen is going to be a little bit late because she went to see West Side Story. So we will have to wait for her. Have you seen anything else this week that you want to talk about? I know the stuff no. I've watched you guys watch. Because <laughs> no. I was going to say, the only other things I've watched this week is I did watch Granted, the second season was screeners, but I watched Bridgerton, which I very, very much enjoyed. But you, that's probably not something you would like. I don't know if Alyssa yeah, watches no. it or not. But, yeah, she's, but she's watching much. it. I am not. Yes. Well, the second season is, is very good, I think, as well. Though I think I like the first season a little bit better. But so I've seen that, and I've watched a lot on Netflix of Is It Cake? Because I love I love cake my cake shows, so not that anybody cares about that. Um, the only other thing is I was going to while we're waiting play a couple clips from um, Ross Marcan's interview. I was trying to decide what was maybe the best one. Um, I'm thinking maybe the ones that are sort of not episode specific, um, and I will play them while we're waiting for her. At least a couple. I'm not going to play the whole thing, but a couple minutes. Um, this first one was I had asked him um, how his life changed since starting on the show. And, again, Ross plays Aaron, for anybody who doesn't know that. I'm walking dead. All right. Let me I'm like remembering. i got to put it up to the speaker here. Tell me if you can't hear it, okay? Oh, my God. It's It's, it's been night and day. You know, I, I think – uh, I was just telling the last interviewer, you know, I, I started as a fan of the show, watching it on my couch, and uh, auditioned for it three times. Never thought I would ever be a part of it. Um, 
it's the weirdest thing, you know, it's, it's the weirdest thing to go from watching a show and being a fan of something and then being a part of it. I mean, it's, it's, it's surreal, obviously, but also this fandom is so uh, loyal and so enthusiastic, not just in America, but all over the, the entire planet, you know? And um, there's literally not a part of the world that I've been to over the last seven or eight years or eight years, I guess, since I started the show um, that at least some person on my travels hasn't gone, Hey, you know, Justin, you know, and, and, uh, it's, it's shocking. It's weird. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's been a huge adjustment for me because I'm a very private guy. I'm actually pretty awkward, you know, and, uh, uh, it's taught me how to be a little bit more open and, and, uh, you know, I guess, I guess just take that, that, uh, attention. It's, it's something I'm, I'm definitely not used to at all. Um, but it's been, it's, it's been a really interesting process, you know, and, I, and I'm, I'm grateful for all of it, but it's, uh, it's, it's changed my life in, entirely. So there's that one. I was going to see what would maybe be this one. I had asked him um, how he thought, because I, I ask, I know you, you don't read all my Walking Dead interviews, but I usually try to, one of the things I ask him is, um, if there was a real zombie apocalypse, how they think that they would do, and if they take a character with them, who it would be. So I'll play this one, and then we'll talk about something else. <laughs> Let me play this one. I think I'd do pretty well because I, I was an Eagle Scout back in the day, and I just have a lot of, you know, <laughs> weird, uh, random survival skills stored in my in my subconscious for some reason uh, from all that stuff. So. You know, knowing which kind of moss to eat, knowing what kind of, uh, you know, uh, you know how, how to how to you know navigate your way through a forest and, and all that stuff. I mean, some of that stuff really would I think be very handy in the apocalypse. So I think I, I I'm not going to say I would be totally fine because I don't think anybody would be totally fine with the zombie apocalypse. But I think I'd do all right. And uh, if I could take one person, I think it would probably be Rick. You know. Uh, he was just always such a great leader and, and someone who I think Aaron really admired and always believed that he had the, the best interests of everyone in, in mind when he when he led when he led rather. Okay, so there we go. So that was Ross Marcand who plays Aaron again, and people can read the the whole interview at uh, SciFiVision.com. I did want to at least play a couple from that. I was trying to see. If there's anything else I should mention while we're waiting, unless you have something else to talk about, please, if you have something to talk about, just tell me to shut up. I'm going to try to think of no, stuff no. for us to talk about. Um, I was trying to see. A lot of, right now i got some NBC stuff up, Young Rock, Karen's uh, interviews for Mr. Mayor. There's more of that. There's Aaron. American um, Song Contest. Um, there was a conference with Kelly Clarkson and then um, – did a did a conference last night. I, I'm not used to doing conferences late at night. I mean, or a roundtable, not a conference. I um, I mean, I don't mind doing stuff at night, but it was really late because it the show the late the live show I can't talk was from eight to ten. So the interviews were from, well, it was supposed to be ten to midnight. It ended up more like ten to twelve thirty, closer to one by the time we were done. Um, and, and I mean, it was okay, but they had some, some audio interviews because I was, I mean, audio issues because I talked to Michael Bolton, which I thought was pretty cool, but I couldn't hear him. And I don't know if they got any of the audio recorded in a way that will be able to be transcribed, but I did talk to him at any rate. <laughs> um, 
but that's their new um, singing competition that's like Eurovision, um, but it's the U.S. version. And that's about it. I don't really have any other any other new stuff. I'm trying to think anything I've seen. Everything like I said, the stuff I watch, you guys don't watch. Like I started watching Harrow on Hulu. That's actually pretty good. It's like an Australian series. I don't know. What about you? What have you watched besides the dark? Um, nothing new. Oh, I, I mean, Artie and I, we've been watching Tack on Titan, um, which I still can't believe he got me hooked on that show. It's actually really good. <laughs> I was making fun of him, making fun of him for watching it originally. Um, and I've been watching a lot of, like, doing some rewatches. Like, I, <laughs> I recently rewatched the Chappelle show. I forgot how funny that show was. I don't know what that is. What is that? Dave, Dave Chappelle, the comedian. Oh, okay. I, I thought that's what you meant, but I wasn't sure. And I'm like, I didn't know that's yeah. what it was called, but yeah, his, I know what you mean now. Yeah his, yeah. yeah, his show from the early 2000s that was on Comedy Central, I just did a rewatch of that. And oh, cool. are you still watching The Rookie? No, I haven't. What you mean the series? No, I haven't watched it. I think I watched one yeah. episode. I've wanted to watch it. I just never. And you call yourself a Nathan Fillion fan? Well, I'm a Nathan Fillion fan, but I also have only so many hours in the day. <laughs> I know. So I do want to see that. I know. It's a good, it looked. It, I mean, I've seen it like I've, maybe twice. I want to say maybe twice. It was good, but I haven't. But you, do you watch it a lot then? Yeah, or I watch it every week. Watched it. Every that's cool. I no, I watch it every week. I've watched it since the beginning. Oh, that's cool. I did not know that. Yeah, it looks yeah. pretty good. Um, the other thing I was—it was funny because I actually, when I first heard when I first heard about it, I didn't even realize that Ethan Fillion was in it. I had read something about uh, her name is blanking me right now, but she played she played number two on Dark, Dark Matter. Dark yeah. Matter. I read that yeah, she was yeah, going to be in a show called The Rookie, and that's how I found out that Fillion was in it. And I was like, "Ooh, I might have to watch this." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to try that. It's probably on. I assume it's on Hulu. It is on Hulu. That's where I watch it. Um, okay, cool. Um, the other thing I was going to say, you reminded me because you said Nathan Fillion. Um, I did also do the. I had mentioned before the interview with uh, Gary Farmer for Resident Alien. That just Nathan Fillion made me think Resident Alien, who plays Asta's father. That's up there as well. And that's about it. Well, I don't know. Do you want to get started talking on this show? If anybody's listening, um, they're probably like, why are they just sitting here going on and on about NASA and waiting for Yeah, I mean, I guess we could start on Resident Alien season finale, and then when Karen gets here, she can give us her thoughts. Yeah, because otherwise people are going to hang up if they haven't already. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we're, well, interesting. Well, you know. we're, we're entertaining and interesting. They won't hang up. Uh, let's hope not. All right. I'm trying. I don't even have – I need to get a recap in front of me here. But um, so, wow, that was a crazy, crazy – Mid-season finale. What did you think? Um, yeah. <laughs> it, um, you know, the, the, the Harry, you know, I find myself every week lately, the Harry stuff is fun, but it's all the other stuff I feel like that makes it even better. You know, like everything, like, like the whole thing that came out about Ben and Darcy kissing him and, 
Kate, you know, how he finds out that Kate's pregnant. And, you know, it's, it's so funny, you know, the, the best part of that whole thing is when they're in the bathroom arguing and she's like, you know, she's like, we never really talk about anything. She's like, every time we start to talk about something, we end up just having sex. And, you know, they're like, okay, let's, well, let's talk. Let's, let's get, you know, things out in the open. Let's talk. And then they start having sex. <laughs> so. Yeah, as always. It almost, yeah, almost makes so. me wonder. I don't know if this is the type of show, but I, there's a, I mean, originally I thought there was, you know, we have that whole thruple thing, which I can still see happening. But if they, if this show gets a little deeper, I can actually see them getting divorced when they realize that they really don't want to be together. Like they don't talk about it. They just have, you know, and before they had, you know, before they kept having all the sex, they weren't talking before either. You know what I mean? So it's like right, now the sex hasn't even opened up the di- dialogue. So. Yeah. I don't know that I can see them necessarily getting a divorce though, just because now she's pregnant unless like something happens to the baby, just because I can't see him leaving her. It just, I don't know. Well, Whatever oh yeah. He, I mean, would, I yeah he totally wouldn't leave could her. Happen. Unless she well, I'm saying, I don't know if this show. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if this show but, is deep. This that that type of show, and if it's deep enough. Yeah, but I but I agree with you. I did like those conversations and the stuff with um, Darcy. But of course, that's like why you don't like admit things in front of a group of people when everybody knows different secrets. You know, because he's like, oh, you know, the sheriff starts talking about him kissing her, and that's clearly not what he meant. Um, so that did not oh, yeah. go well. Mike always makes um, things worse. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the one thing I wanted to ask you about that I I meant to go back and watch it again, and I completely forgot until now. Um, they showed the alien at the beginning, like very brief flash. So oh, that, yeah. that's supposed to be this other alien then, right? The other alien. Because at yeah, first I, was... I thought maybe that that was supposed to be like, a flashback, like, or a flash, I shouldn't say flashback, like a flash forward, and like maybe it grew really quick or something, and I thought maybe it was going to be supposed to no. be the baby, but it was clearly supposed to be the other alien race, but then they never went back to it again. It was just that little, like, two-second clip. I wish they would have said something else about it, because um, they really didn't, <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, you know, it's, I, I was going to ask you, how do you feel about that, there being another alien race, you know, that Goliath clearly, you know, knew about because he has that little vision of Goliath when the baby jumps on his head and uh, <laughs> yeah. Goliath tells him that his people aren't coming because there's another alien race already there. And yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know that it needs it, but at the same time, I kind of, understand it because they need something to keep the momentum going because it's like the you know the first season is about he's kind of the bad one they're worried about and then now I mean they can only keep it going for so long so I kind of get it I'm not sure if it's in the comic books I got the opinion from what's been said about the comic books that they were more like murder mystery which this is not really so I think that that's probably why like they just need something you know a bit different to so yeah I mean this show that so far, I mean, it's it's changed things around and it's still worked. So it probably will work. I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm definitely surprised. But, um, I'll, I mean, I'll wait and see, and, and, excuse me, you know, how it goes. And, yeah. And speaking of the new alien, he's been played by uh, Enver Gochaj. <laughs> yeah. 
who we've, yeah, who we've been seen in a bunch of stuff. Dollhouse and NCIS Hawaii he was and a, lots of things. And he was yep, and he was on uh, Agent Carter and uh, and uh, uh, Agents of Shield. Oh, cool! That I did not know. Yeah, he's he's in a lot of things. So, yeah. um, so that that's cool. He'll probably have a bigger part. Um, I, I like the whole thing too, though. At the end, when Asta shot um, the other bad guy, because they got to figure out how to take care of that. Um, I, I'm wondering what Darcy's going to find out, if anything, because she kind of stepped <laughs> an interesting moment. But they'll probably play it off and won't tell her. But um, yeah. <laughs> Trying to think, I don't really have anything else to say about the episode. I'm looking through trying um, to see. Oh, the kids. Sahar is really the smartest person on the show sometimes. Yeah, yeah, she is. That is very true. They're running away from that little that little alien is so freaky. Like they gave it the same head, but right. it like it looks like a little alien. That was and no freaky. body. It's, it's cool, but it's freaky. Yeah, it's got like a little tiny body and like a huge head. Kind of weird, but I'm wondering though if they're going to keep. I, I said that though about that that alien about at first. I thought it was it grown up. I wonder if they're going to keep it a, a baby. I mean, I, I could see a lot of funny things if they do, but at the same time, I don't know how long they can hide it. <laughs> I guess, especially if it likes to eat things. Those poor raccoons. Um, especially if it likes to eat yeah. people, you know. So. Um, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, he, Karen should uh, yeah, this, be yeah. showing up. We don't know how point. quickly those babies. We don't. We don't know enough of the history of of how quickly their um their offspring yeah grow up. So I, I think they they got to keep it, it as a baby for a little while because I'm see, seeing Harry play daddy has got to be hilarious. Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely is going to be. Uh, Karen detected. Um, just yeah, Karen just texted. She, movie just movie just ended. She'll be here in a minute. Yes, we'll let her tell her her side of it when she gets here. Yeah. Um. um oh, the whole thing. Oh. Was, I was gonna say the other thing that was really funny was the eggs and her not allowing um, Ben Ben to eat her. Um, Liv not allowing Ben to eat the deviled eggs. And he was like, Oh, oh yeah, God. that was funny. Yeah. Um, um also <clears throat> Jay 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 reaching out to Asta um was a, was kind of surprising because that that whole thing has been really awkward <laughs> with Jay and Asta. Yeah. So I thought it was kind of nice that Asta's going to be 18 or Asta. Jay's going to be 18 and she asked Asta to lunch, you know, trying not to make too big yeah. a deal out of it, but at the same time, <clears throat> I thought it was a pretty good gesture and it should make for an interesting storyline. Yeah, I like that they're that they're getting along and she's I mean now she's old enough too that she can um talk to her and not she doesn't really have to Well that's that's from get that's permission from her she's, mother or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well it's not so much about permission as opposed to Asta was trying to implement herself in ways, you know. And the yeah, thing the mother true. really said was let you know was was let her come to you. Don't force don't force the issue, which was good advice. True, I true. mean, yeah. I feel like 
it's definitely, you know, if Asta had continued down the path she's on, that, you know, that if nothing else, it would push Jay further away, you know. And yeah. I always kind of saw it that when, she, when her and Darcy started getting close, I kind of started seeing that as, um, you know, it, it was a step towards Asta because you don't start hanging out with your mother, you know, your birth mother's best friend unless you have intentions of, you know, progressing further. <laughs> so mm. I think they've yep, done that yeah, pretty, pretty well. Friend of a friend, yeah. Um, the yeah. other thing is, uh, you were saying about, so I've seen this, what you mean about Sahar, about them figuring out about the other doctor and what happened. They, I'm glad that they um, are keeping things like that and, like, the one who, the Sam's wife and stuff. I like that they're keeping, you know, the threads going, that they're not just, like, dropping, you know, right. the, different, the different threads. Well, they are so dropping some good. stuff because, you know, we no longer have – it was bad enough last week we lost bad Scully. This week we lost bad Mulder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did lose characters. That's true. That's true. Um, also, I have to assume that um, Terry O'Quinn's character is going to come back pretty soon because Liv said something about – I forget what she said. I don't know if that was this episode or the other episode, but Liv said something about, about it was calling this him or something. Was it this episode? Yeah, so he'll probably be coming back soon too, which is good. Um, yeah. Yeah, when she was talking no. to her boyfriend, she said, uh, they were talking about the alien, you know, alien stuff. He said, well, what are you going to do? And she was, mm-hmm. I'm going to call so-and-so and, and let him hunt an alien. <laughs> <laughs> that'll be, that'll be interesting. Yeah, and, Who knows? And, and that's, <clears throat> side with Harry and they'll hunt that, the other alien. Who knows? That's that's the most frustrating thing, though, for me, though, is I I so wish that they would come clean and tell Liv. Because out of everybody, I mean, pretty much, yeah, not for nothing, they could tell everybody, they could tell everybody at that party. And I think the I only person that, no, I think Mike would handle it pre- pretty well, actually. It's Ben. Ben is yeah, the only would. one that I think would flip, flip out. <laughs> I think everybody else would kind of be like, totally I think most people... Out. Most people yeah. would, would look at Harry and go, huh, hey, you know what? That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're, you're right. And then if they, would flip and, out. That would be funny. Yeah. And then, like, if Liv and Mike knew the truth, then they could be like, listen, now that you know he's an alien, we can tell you that the real Harry, who, who you know, alien Harry killed, <laughs> is the one that killed the doctor. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, maybe figure out a way around any, that. Yeah, if they could, if they could at least include Liv, then she could kind of steer things and help investigate that corporation in the city who ordered Harry to kill the doctor in the first place. And guess what, Karen? Well, Karen, she can give her input. I was gonna say, and Asta shot that guy. He's that's the one she killed yeah. in this episode too. Yeah. But hi, yeah, Karen. Um, How was your movie? It was good. We're we're, we're locked in the movie theater. We can't get out. Yeah, we can't get in the parking garage. We're sort of trapped in the movie theater right now. Uh, <laughs> and you're doing a podcast <laughs> in the movie theater. This is interesting. <laughs> anyway, we saw West Side Story. It was good. And last night I saw Coda, um, which... Oh, that's, uh, that's, Apple, that's the Apple one, isn't it? Yes, it's really good. And And through the entire movie, I was... Um, the girl who's the star of Coda, I was 
I'm thinking, who is that? Who is that? She looks so familiar. She looks so familiar. It's um, uh, the young woman who plays the sister in uh, Lock and Key, whose name is oh, okay. Amelia, not Amelia Clark. Her name is Amelia. Amelia Clark is from Game of Thrones. Like Amelia. No. Amelia Clark is from Game of Thrones. Amelia, that's her name. She's amazing in this movie. In Coda. Um, so. You guys have a really Sorry. big theater. There. You have a parking garage at the theater. Oh, it's attached to the mall. Oh, okay, it's like a twelve. Sense. It's like a twelve or fifteen plex movie that is attached to the shopping mall. Yeah, you must have uh, a big so anyway, shopping mall. Though. Our mall doesn't have a parking garage. Uh, well, I live in a, I live in a big city. That's true. That's anyway, yeah, she's sorry, it's Oscar week. I bought the Oscar yeah. pass that I can see as many best pictures as I want this whole week, great. So I have to go to like five movies this week. That's cool. Very cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so. Well, if you want to go to five movies this week, it's cool. I shouldn't say it's cool. Yeah. It's only cool if you want to go to that many. Um, so uh, is there anything – we were talking about Resident Alien. Maybe you want to tell us your thoughts. We didn't know how long to wait because we were just kind of going in circles talking about nothing. So. Oh. So no, I mean, started. I, I thought – it was, you know, it was good. Um, it felt like, it felt like it, oh, no, that's not what I was I mean, it was a big cliffhanger ending, right? Um, I thought it was a pretty good episode. I, you know, I, I kind of liked the way they managed to get everybody, to, had an excuse to get it all together um, in one place for this big, uh, uh-huh. you know, this big party and this big situation with this thing. Uh, sorry, my car's beeping. Um, that's okay. That might kill everybody or whatever. Sorry. I'm trying to pull up and talk to you guys. I'm going to put you on the speaker, okay? Okay. Hi, okay. you guys. This is an interesting Hang podcast tonight. This is Can you hear me? Can you hear me on the speaker, Paul? Yeah. Yeah, yeah um, we can hear you. Anyway, I mean, so the baby looks only like an octopus. It doesn't look at all like a hybrid, right? No. Yeah, so not yet, at least. But I guess the much more interesting part was the part, the whole business with Darcy and, um, and uh, you know, the whole business with Darcy and Ben and everything that happened there was a far more interesting uh, part of the show, I guess. I said the same thing. Yeah, that's what we were talking about. Um, let, me, let me ask you a question, though, before you get, you get on to those characters. Um, the one thing AJ asked, which is, which is a kind of important here, is what do you, how do you feel about there going to be another alien race? I don't think I feel good about that. Um, because we haven't resolved anything with the set of aliens, and now we're going to have more aliens. Right? That's a, that's a good point. Um, so I don't really feel like – I feel like I wish they would have resolved the first thing before they brought up the second thing. Well, it kind of does resolve it because Goliath says that – Harry's aliens aren't coming because they're afraid of the other aliens. <laughs> That's true, too. <laughs> so it is yeah, not only one thing happening. I don't know how long they could have taken the other story. So, um, you know, willing to see how see where it goes, I guess. Um, Karen, did you did you recognize the new alien? Yeah, who is it? Uh, that's, uh, I forget how to pronounce his name. Um, Enver Gochaj. He's, uh, uh, he was on Dollhouse and 
Um, it's it's so uh, Sousa from Agent Carter. Oh, it is. They yeah. only showed him for like I mean, ten seconds, so maybe you blinked and missed it. Yeah, I I he recognize him immediately. Yeah, he was the one that shot Bad Mulder. Bad, bad Mulder. Bad Scully. Bad, bad Mulder. Bad Mulder. Yeah. No, recognize maybe now, maybe now they'll have to have a bad cry check or something. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that was bad. Oh, yeah, um, no, that was actually kind of funny. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Um, do you have anything else to add, Karen? Oh, you were talking about Darcy and, and Ben and um, I'm blanking on her uh, name. I want to call her That's Katie, the real Katie, name, but I'm blanking. Kate or Kate. She's understanding wife ever, right? Like your husband like lets on that he's been making out with your friend when when you're not around and she's like, I'm not mad about that. We're all friends in high school. I'm just mad you didn't tell me. Yeah. Right? And she was really, um, she was really cool about it considering that they like, and then she's like, what? You secretly smoke pot? You secretly smoke <laughs> yeah. my son's bed? Where, like it just gets worse and worse and worse and she doesn't get mad. But, you know, she kind of let on that she hates her life and maybe she's looking for an excuse to get out of that match. Like she's really, she's miserable. She hates living there, doesn't want to be pregnant, and maybe she's like, oh, maybe I can, like, I don't, I mean, I don't really think so, but she seems to like her husband making out yeah. with their friend was the least of her problems. Yeah, she should have, really have a baby. More. Yeah. You know, it's funny, Karen. Sorry, I was just going to say really quick, I was going to say, I, I'm curious, though, if he's happy. Like, I don't necessarily get the idea that he's super unhappy, but at the same time, the things he's doing, like, not not like trying to move furniture and hang things up and that I don't, you know, his, he must not be too great to him either. He just doesn't like, you know, let on as much, I guess. Well, first of all, of course, of course Ben's happy. He's, he's a geek and she's hot. So there's that. Um, Secondly, I said, secondly, I said the same thing, Karen. I don't think this show is going to get that deep but I could almost see them getting a divorce if that, if this was that type of show, I don't think it's going to happen because I don't think it is that type of show. And I don't see them getting that deep. Although the, the, the not Harry storylines have been much better than, than the Harry storylines for a while now. And um, like I was saying to Jamie before, you know, even before all they started having all the sex, they had no communication. They're having all this sex now and still not having any communication. So I mean that's clearly going to go somewhere a little further I think, but I don't I don't know how it's it's it, it's a comedy you know so I don't know how deep they're going to get with it. You know, it was funny when I was watching that because like earlier this week I was watching a rerun of The King of Queens and they had the exact same conversation where they're like every time we have a problem in our marriage we just we never communicate we just have sex. Uh, and I and I was like okay I guess this is a little bit of a recycled. Um, Carrie and Carrie and Doug had the same problem. Uh, I've seen it like the day before. But uh, I mean, that's funny because it was all set up that they had sex all the time because uh, they were like turned on by killing, like by having that big fight, right? But really, yeah, they're avoiding talking. 
yeah, I definitely think it's an excuse to avoid it. I, I agree with AJ. I could see them splitting up, but I don't think they will just because she's pregnant. I can't see Ben agreeing to that just because she's pregnant. Um, I don't know. I mean, we'll see, I guess. Yeah, I mean, staying together because you're pregnant is not a good idea, but it's a, it's a comedy, so, you know, they will. Yeah, probably. All right. Well, is there anything else you want to well, what about the, the aliens, like, being in the punch bowl and changing the, ta- the taste of it? I kind of wonder if you pooped it in or something. <laughs> I, I was thinking the same yeah, thing. Exactly. I was thinking maybe it peed in it. Yeah, maybe. Alien pee. Who knows? All right. Make it well, tangy. I guess. Yeah, it was tangy. That's right. Well, I guess unless Karen has anything else to, to say about the episode, we should probably should uh, – should move on. Um, sure. So do you want to do Walking Dead now? Yeah, let's get it over with. Go for it. Okay. <laughs> probably going to let you lead because I don't want to go too far. Now, this is only – the one that aired is the one that's, like, sort of the first part, right? It's, yeah. It's, like, sort of continued. Yeah. Okay. I want to make sure that I don't go go, go too far. But um, so, Yeah. We had, we had, me and you had talked about, um, and I, I played a couple of clips from, from Aaron's, uh, from Ross's interview, but, um, that Aaron and, and, uh, Seth kind of went along with this guy who, that, you know, they knew it was a very bad idea and they kind of went along with it anyway. Although the one thing I, I, I'm questioning that I think is kind of interesting, and obviously I've seen further, so I know what happened, so I can't, you know, I can't give an answer to my question, but. The thing that, that I think is interesting is that um, Hornsby, sorry, I'm blanking on names, Hornsby talked Carlson into going. And he's crazy regardless, but at least at first he's like, I don't, this is who I used to be. I don't want to be like this. And I think about the fact that Hornsby talked him into it. And then Carlson kind of goes crazy and goes off the rails. But the question is, how much, I think about, like, he's kind of responsible, too, because he sent him there, and, you know, they really went there because of the weapons or whatever. But we don't really know if Hornsby really thinks that or if he made it up. Like, he isn't necessarily lying. You know, like, I kind of at first assumed he was, and then I thought, well, but we don't know that because we don't really know what happened yet. So I don't know. I just thought that was kind of kind of interesting because it's like a chain of events, you know, that this whole episode is kind of a chain of events. One thing starts something else. But anyway, um what uh what what did you want to say? I take it you didn't like it very much. Well, I thought this was a bad hour of television, um, which is far from the course with this program. I really didn't like all the time jumping back and forth all over the place. I understand that they did it to like preserve the surprise but it was hard to keep track of. And I, I just really, you know, so some people who live in Ohio and some people who live in Alexandria, Virginia, to each other on the road. Like, I just can't <laughs> take these shows where there's only, like, a few people left in America and they keep bumping into each other. Right? Well, this like, is something we've been putting like, up with for 11 years, so, um, or 11 seasons. And this, and but, this um, like, new, I, go ahead. No, I was going to say this is what I had what I'd said to you before is that I think that the idea 
of, of showing a piece, going back farther, showing – like, I think that that storytelling idea was good. It just was not executed very well because it made it very confusing the way they kept doing it. I, I know I had to watch parts of it twice to try to figure out what was going on. I mean, when I got it at the end, you got it, but, like, it kind of took, I think, longer than it was supposed to, at least for me to, for me to get what was going on the way they kept doing it. Um, I, I'm also curious how much time has passed, though, because it seems a little strange to me that Negan's with this other group and has seems to have been with this other group for a while. Um, I don't know, because we, I guess we didn't know what happened in, you know, in the in-between, but um, I, I was just sort of surprised. Well, here's another annoying thing, that this place is so close to the hilltop Right, that this guy, the new guy, can ride his horse to the hilltop and, like, pretty much die in their doorstop, and then they ride down the road and, and get to the But they never bend. saw this place. Well, and, yeah. and the whole crisis is still going on. Like, it all occurs up in a day. They've lived there for, like, 10 years. They've scoured the entire place, so they've eaten every single can of food, and then, like, within, like, they're starving it, right? And yet they never. But somehow they never saw these there. apartment buildings. That's. That's a good point. Um, the other thing I did want to talk about, and obviously we, we sort of talked about this after you watched it on AMC+, Plus and, but the people who are listening to us haven't, haven't heard our conversation, um, but that is about this, this community. I felt that the way they came out, like the, the, I don't know her name, but the bald woman that came out and grabbed them and they took all their weapons and everything, and that this guy has, his, has skulls on his wall and everything – I really felt that this was more like a cloak and dagger trying to scare the shit out of them so they won't do anything to their group. I felt like the whole thing was put on theatrics in order to scare them because of the conversation when that um, Ian had said about, you know, these, these cannibals came and they said they were going to help them and then they tried to eat them basically, and um, which could have been the cannibals they encountered. We don't know. But, um, you know, that happened and that's why they didn't trust them and Aaron's like we gave you food why would we want to eat you but um, I don't know I felt like the whole thing was put on in order to scare them out of hurting them because as soon as Aaron and um, I keep calling him Seth his name isn't Seth Gabe were like saying you know there's no reason for us to kill you like he was gonna let them go until Carlson went crazy and I feel like if that guy was really that insane and keeping people's skulls and was like governor type crazy I feel like he wouldn't have been willing to let them go does that make sense like that's why I kind of felt that way and I I don't know um Ross kind of said it could have gone you know it could be either way there's really no way to know but that was what I thought right away yeah and I really felt that anyone who has multiple shelves of skulls on his wall is not just making shit up like you still have to like as I said, boil the skulls down and clean them or whatever to get them there, right? Like, it's not just like a – and they yeah, appear to be – like them from walkers. I mean, you don't I know that, that he murdered those I, people. That's, I don't know. I just didn't – well, walker skulls are rotten and uh, whatever. I did not see anything on the screen that made me think it was not serious. I was really surprised, actually, when you said that to me, that you thought it was a, a ruse and they weren't uh, – nobody has survived 12 years of the apostles without being a killer, right? Like, I can't believe That's that – it was that guy, I, mean, I don't know, his personality that made me think that. And I could be completely wrong. I mean, there is no answer, which know. is basically what he said. You know, there's no way to know. Uh, but that was for whatever I mean, reason was the way I took it. In particular, this is a character played by Michael Bean. And I was like, maybe it's because it's Michael Bean also, like, well, I don't know who he is. I mean, I, 
Michael, I, I don't know. AJ, you know, Michael Bean's from the original Alien, and he's been in a ton of movies, uh, including the Alien movies, which is probably what he's best known for, I think. Oh, um, I interesting to see him as a guest star and then to not last very long. I mean, that was, I mean, the bigger, there, there are way bigger issues with this. I mean, some of the yeah, problems I have with this, with this hour of television is the ridiculousness of, I, I mean, I found Carlson to be kind of a ridiculous I mean, I didn't feel that Lance had to really talk Carlson into it that much. Like, Carlson's like, oh, I'm retired, but clearly these two are in cahoots and have been, like, Carlson is all in on whatever Lance's plan is. Like, he, it's not like he spends yeah. a lot of time explaining to him about, like, like whatever is going on, that Lance has a shipment of guns that he was sending somewhere and it was hijacked. I don't know why he thinks these people did it, how he knows these people exist. We saw a bunch of stormtroopers with their throats slit. I'm not sure who did that. I guess Michael Bean, Ian's well, people did it when they hijacked the guns. Maybe Negan did it because Negan makes a surprise appearance in this episode, which let's set that aside for a second because that's a annoying thing, right? Um, uh, so do you think that Hornsby sent him there to – let me ask you, do you think he sent him there – specifically to find the guns, or do you think he sentenced him there to kill them regardless? Well, I, I mean, I think there's definitely a shipment of guns, because Carl, I mean, look, Carl, right, but you, you think like he intended it to go down like that, I guess is what I'm asking. Because, I, no, I mean, he, I don't think he killed uh, no. one way or another, but... From, from what we can tell, it looks like Hornsby is trying to put together some new communities that he can maybe become his own governor of. And so wiping them out is not a way to accumulate people to rule over um i think he wanted the guns and the supplies so i think a lot of it was just carlson going a little i muddy. think he really wants well, i think lance doesn't care you have to kill it was a stupid no, plan you have all these stormtroopers and then the only will go in like why would you take gabriel and aaron with you at all in the first place they're two brand like it's a super secret mission that you're going to kill people and you bring two new guys who you don't even know and can't trust like why would you bring aaron and gabriel Good along point, yeah Right, that's why and that new guy is going a little. That sort of weird. That sort of red shirt guy, like that red, which I was reading a review that was like, look, this red shirt guy, like, how could that guy even have survived the last twelve years? He's completely useless, and they sent him along well, also, but, right? Like, yeah, but to be fair, most of the people in this community, I don't think, really know how to fight, so. They okay, mo- I but mean, why would you send them? Like, but, but why would you send them when you're trying to go up against the vicious community that stole your gun? Right? No, I know. I, I, I'm not disagreeing. I, I just, my point was I was thinking the fact that I don't know that he intended it to go down like that. I don't think Hornsby gave a shit, but I don't think it was his intent for this to happen. Um, and I think that, I don't. I mean, I think when Carlson left, I think that was his intent from the beginning. Like, I think he had every intention of causing a problem because he's a little was a little nuts there. And I think that, you know, Aaron and and, and Gabe was kind of his way in. I don't, I don't know. I think that that Carlson just wanted to assert his authority, and I think that he would have killed people no matter what. Hornsby knows exactly who Carlson is, and he knew exactly what yeah. would happen. If he- and that's why he sent him. Otherwise, why send him, right? Uh, but it was kind of dumb that he has the only gun. Why can't this community of people living in the condo overpower him? They've been living there forever, the condo people, right? Like, they've lasted 12 years mm-hmm. old, 10 years, however long it is. Like, it just seemed a little, I don't know, it just all seemed a little, like, bad writing, like, 
Like, the writers are like, let's write a thing to make Lance be more Seems strange to me that Negan was with them, too, is another issue. Well, then like, Negan pops up with this more. religious group. Yeah. Well, I mean, so Angela King has said, and she's not wrong, that Negan likes to be part of a community. Like, like in the comic book, Negan goes and lives by himself, which is, it's part of Negan's development and part of Negan's, like, sort of, like, penance or self you know, whatever, uh, to go live by himself in this cabin with only Carl coming by once in a while. You know, Negan, so they're ignoring that part of Negan's development and just going with the part where, I get it, Negan's a social person. He wants to be part of a group, and it's hard to survive by yourself. You survive better in a group, right? So I could see how Negan would be like, oh, he does things these people don't know. These people don't know about the For some reason, these people don't know about Negan and the Saviors because the Saviors didn't know they were there either. And they let Negan join, and that's fine. So Negan has been in that group, it seems, for a while because he's clearly friends with that woman who was with him, right? Um, mm-hmm. So I'm so, talking about this week. But go ahead. Uh, but, so it was annoying to me that Negan showed up. But because because it so is not his arc in the comic book, but we know that he's getting this new show with Maggie, and so they need to spend part. They need to spend a lot of time for it to become believable for Negan and Maggie to hook up as as partners or whatever they're going to be, right? Traveling, yeah, not hook up, but yes, to be uh, friends or whatever. Um, yeah, uh, I I agree, and I think that part of the problem I have, and and I understand. Not I understand it. I understand if they want to have a show, they kind of have to. But I think that they're exuding a lot of effort and trying to get people to, I don't want to say forgive him, but to redeem him, yeah. which yes, I think you're we right. both have a problem. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I don't really I, want I, to watch I, the show. I understand, I understand why they're doing it, but character-wise, it doesn't make sense. But you can't, they probably don't want to have a series where you hate well, they're trying to make it so you don't hate him, you know. But, I, I mean, the, you can't really I redeem him. And I, yeah, it, it's weird. But, I mean, that's what they're I doing. And I, I, think, they're doing I don't understand why they're doing I it. I don't understand why they're doing it. I think they have to. Yeah. I don't see why anybody would watch a show about Negan. I really don't know why Lauren Cohan, like, after they treated her so badly when she left the show the first time, right? Um, um, and now they're giving Oh, I guess she's getting paid a lot. I don't know. I, I, maybe it's going to be a great show. Who knows? But for Negan to show up is a – I mean, I agree with you. I have pro- They're trying to, like, humanize him and make him a protagonist for the new show, right? And just forgetting about all yeah. the, like – yeah. Um, I think Aaron is going to get killed. You know, almost everyone is now protected by having a spinoff, and – and there are very few people that you care if they get killed at this point. And I think Aaron, um, I read a comment on Facebook today that someone was saying Aaron is the new Rick. Aaron actually looks like Rick does in the comic book, which is what this person said on Facebook. And he does. In the comic book, Rick has his arms cut off. And in the comic book, you know, Rick kind of looks like that. And Rick is the leader of Alexandria. And maybe Aaron will get killed before the, the show is taking on that storyline. That actually makes sense. Like, I hadn't thought about it that way. But, yeah, that makes sense. Like, at least three or four people have to die, but, like, we can't go with nobody dying, right? Anyway, we haven't had I anybody was... die for a really long time that was important. Although, I don't know. I don't like people who like dying, so it doesn't – it partially doesn't bother me. I mean, I understand it, and it's kind of like it's not 
it doesn't have that thrill, I guess, but I don't know. I can't say I'm totally upset when people don't die. <laughs> I don't want to watch a show about the apocalypse where, like, there's no stakes and, and everybody just lives, right? Like, people have to die. Yeah. But at any rate, yeah, I, I thought that. it was I thought it was not well. I thought it was really hard to follow. I thought it didn't make a lot of sense what was going on. They Like, the jumping around in time, some of it made sense. A lot of it didn't. The, the show has lost all, like, as you said last week, this is now, the show is like Jack. Bauer driving around L.A. every place in 10 minutes, the way you can go yeah. between Ohio and Virginia in, like, no time at all and keep going into people that that's, They've had that everywhere. from the beginning, though. I mean, that's yeah. nothing new. That's something that you've had to kind of accept. Um, and they have, you know, unlimited bullets and batteries and those kind of things. That's just something you kind of have to accept. But I don't well, know. I have I mean, I, like I and gas too, yeah. Like I, I said, I think that the storytelling idea that of using that method to tell the story was a good idea. I just do not think that they executed it well, and I think all it did was made the story confusing. Um, I agree. I think it could have worked if they had I written pushing people. I think pushing people off the roof of the building was kind of dumb and and didn't make a lot of sense. It was obvious they had no information, and Carlson's just killing them, I guess, because he just wants to kill people, right? Um, yeah, that's what I said. I nobody, think he just wanted to assert his power and kill people. Yeah, I think, I think that's he wanted the, to kill people, yeah. And I got to see it. And a killer. I think that um, that it, it didn't make a lot, like, I don't know. It just makes no sense that this community even exists within, like, communities, like, practically yeah. next door to this stuff, apparently. And nobody, like, I... I, I it bothers me that the writers think they don't need to have any continuity or logic whatsoever any longer, and they can just write whatever bunch of crap they come up with, and that we're not paying attention. Yeah, After they do all, need more like, like, Yeah, it, I would agree. It, it, that, it's, but. Like, it's insulting to me that they think that I just don't remember or pay attention to anything, and I, and I won't yeah. have these kind of crap. Like, it's, it's lazy, right? They're just lazy at this point. Uh-huh. And yet, and yet, you know, people, some people thought this was a good, like, this was a hyped up episode. Like, it was going to be really good. Yeah, I mean, I, guess, I, I don't know that I hated the episode. I didn't think it was totally horrible, but I wouldn't necessarily call it one of the better ones either. Like, I didn't think that there was all that great about it, you know. Um, I don't know. To me, it was just kind of average. It wasn't really horrible. It wasn't really good. But it wasn't really... I, I'm more, some of the stuff to me, I agree, like, I didn't understand the reasoning behind why certain things happened, and and more than anything, I think I'm just confused, like, why they decided to bring in Negan the way they did, other than the fact they're doing it because of the upcoming show, because it just, it like, they have, like, why have him leave? Like, what was even the point of him leaving if he was only going to be gone for a couple weeks? Well, and that it, part it makes me feel like, it makes me feel like Negan's redemption over the last seasons wasn't even about any kind of character planning. It was about, like, let's spin this guy off, and we have to redeem him, not because as writers we ha- we want to do it, but because as a network we want to spin JDM off. Well, let, let's be fair, though. I don't think that they're ever going to be able to redeem him in the sense that me and you are going to accept they redeemed him. So, right. <laughs> they can do whatever right. they want. We're never going to accept that he's redeemed. Um, I mean, in a lot of yeah. people aren't. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I just, yeah. But, I mean, I almost would rather them take, and I guess they want to have both of them in it, but I was going to say, I almost would have rather seen a show about him that maybe was like, 
happened like before or something like maybe it was a prequel before everything happened like at least that would make slightly more sense to me well the comic book did that the comic book kind of yeah okay there was i just i can't get on board with him being friends with maggie i i don't it just doesn't make sense i i don't know no i mean i'll I'll watch it we'll see how it goes but it's it's really very dumb and bad and i thought this was not a good hour um, and I just like, I mean, so now I guess Maggie's distrust is justified, right? Which is, I mean, we talked last week how a lot of people were like, Maggie, why don't you just suck it up and just go live with these people? Because like everyone is, you know, it's funny because Maggie was like, oh, if we go, if we go follow this guy and try to help, we're going to leave the hilltop vulnerable to attack. And I'm thinking, well, what's to attack? It's like burned to the ground. There's nothing there. Like who's going to attack it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Even Lydia's leaving at this point. Um, yeah, everybody's kind of, kind of done. Uh, but well, then this I week, she, she's justified. Just because it, yeah. I mean, I still think it, it's sort of moving towards a conclusion, though, with having Kelmo up. At least I feel it is. Um, so I don't know. We'll have to find out. All right. Well, you want to move on to Snowpiercer? Oh, I, like I said, yeah. I am going to talk to the one that played that woman in this episode. Uh People want to send questions. And yeah, I mean, did she even have any lines in this episode? I mean, she's, well, I mean, she's, she's in the next but episode. She... Oh, well, then I won't have any questions until I see the next episode. Right. right. Her name's Annie. Medina Sanghor, I guess pronounced it. Yeah. So yeah. that's Which I assume. Yes. Yeah, if once you, if you see the one, because I forgot, you haven't seen the newest one on AMC Plus. It just came out on Sunday. If you watch it, you'll. This is making me assume that it's a Negan flashback episode to how he joined them. So we'll see. All right. Well, let's move on to Snowpiercer, which I got to be okay. honest, I didn't really enjoy this week. Let me let me talk first because I, I want to just say what I want to sure. say. I I appreciate that they brought um, her back and they made it kind of makes sense like that she you know went into cryo basically i mean that's not what she did but essentially went into cryo for every so many days no no she, she essentially out. went into the drawers is what she did she she essentially went into yeah the well I'm, I'm calling it cryo she well it's not freezing at, freezing at all it's drugs it's not cryo Faces. it's not freezing well she but whatever well okay she just looked like she's really cold then okay but either way regardless of the, of the science behind it it i mean they made it somewhat believable i can buy it. It, it you know we figured she would come back that isn't my problem what i don't understand and don't, not that i don't understand i don't like is she disagrees with what Leighton did and her first move is to tell everybody on the train because she thinks she knows better than him without talking to everybody and finding out more about why they did it and maybe discussing it with them and coming up with a game plan where they can figure something out other than her just shutting everybody out of the, um, the pup. I am like, I hate when I do that. The front car. <laughs> losing my, the engine? My marble subside. The engine? The, word. the engine, yes. The thank you, the engine. I was going to call it the caboose, <laughs> but I'm like, that's the wrong edge. Uh, the engine. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, my point is, is I don't think what she did was smart. I don't think she did it because of Wilfred. I think she just realized he was possibly right but I just don't like the way it went down I didn't think it made a lot of sense 
why she did it. And I think that the shit's going to hit the fan now. That's, yeah, that's basically what I have to say. Sorry, go ahead. Um, I mostly agree with what Jamie said. I do feel that Wilford pushed her to that decision. I mean, we know from the start when her, her and Leighton are having a conversation, she says to him, you know, he, he asks her what she thinks, and she's like, you know, you did what you did. And he's like, that's not what I'm asking you. You know, he's like, what is your opinion? You know, it doesn't matter because it's already been done, but what do you think about it? And while she doesn't agree with him, and guess what? I don't agree with him either, but doing what she just did made it worse. It is going to create a fucking problem again, and it's exactly what Karen said last week, that it's win-win for Wilford. He either, you know, either Melanie's dead and it, you know, diminishes everybody's hopes or she's alive and she goes against Leighton. And had she not gone to talk to Wilford, I think she maybe thinks a little clearer, but Wilford got under her skin and, and pushed her in that direction. And it didn't take much, you know, because Wilford knows what buttons to push with Melanie. Um, and that, was, that was awful. And it's just going to make shit very bad. And yeah. now, once again, we have, you know, it's kind of interesting at the same time. We have a line drawn in the sand. We've got different teams. And some of the people that used to be on the one team are now on the other team. And, you know, and it's kind of like, not for nothing, it's like Leighton and his inner circle. They're actually, they, they've switched sides. Um, Leighton and his inner circle are Melanie and, you know, season one Melanie and her crew and now Melanie is the rebel in this season against late. You know what I mean? So it's like, well, it's, it's kind of an interesting, interesting way they did that. But at the same time, what Melanie did was wrong. And I don't know how she doesn't see that, especially after Ben hung up on her. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, Alex, you know, and, and they just alienated yourself from your daughter again. Um, so I'm not really sure what she's thinking. Um, what was I yeah. gonna say? Uh, oh, Wilford. Oh, hold on a second, Karen. Wilford. Yeah. So Wilford does still want to be king of the world, because um, because he doesn't want to go. You know, he doesn't want to get off the train, even though the past couple of weeks he's been like, oh, la di da di da. Maybe it'll be nice. Da da da. You know. Um, killing Audrey. We all saw it coming. I would actually like the two of them together if Audrey wasn't a complete psychotic couple weeks ago. Um, yeah, speaking of, speaking of, speaking, out. speaking of psychotics, um, LJ is fucking bonkers. And uh, my big problem with the episode, aside from all that, my huge, 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 huge problem with the episode is okay. I'm I'm okay with how Melanie survived. That was a good idea. I hadn't thought about that um, going into stasis like that. Um, thought it was hilarious when she woke up and hit her head, though. That was great. Um, <laughs> yeah. That works for me. That was that was a good idea. I hadn't thought about that. I'm okay with that. My question still is, how did she get there? Yeah, she had <laughs> no life support. She had no way to sustain herself from point A to point B. I also don't know how far point A to point B is. Um, yeah. 
but considering the fact that they knew they talked about it at length, um, and we've seen people die outside. I mean, hell, we saw um, what was his name? The uh, one of the one of the uh, one of the guys that works on the train, the big tall Russian guy. Oh yeah, yeah, the guy um, from uh, uh, the guy, yeah. We, we saw how you mean saw, um, he had protective clothing and he died. Yeah. So I don't yeah, know how little Melanie that, made it. He's in the preview. Like what? I didn't get that. Unless that was like didn't an old clip. It sure looked get like him, didn't it? Didn't get what? Didn't get what? The I can't think of his name. The one you're talking about that's from uh, Van Helsing. The guy that you yeah. know who you're talking about? Yeah, he's he was in the preview. See, I'm sure that was him. At first, I thought it was Wilfred, and his face was all messed up. But then I looked at it closer. I'm pretty sure that was him. Maybe they like put a clip in that wasn't supposed to be there by mistake. I don't know, but I swear that was him. I guess we'll I didn't find see anything out. that looked like him. But yeah, we'll have to maybe, find out. Maybe he's the, um, maybe he's the one that uh that that Dr. Jekyll saved, and uh, he's the new IC Bob. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I am. Um, cool. I'm I'm kidding about that. So, Carrie, no, it sounds like you don't completely agree with me. Possible. I mean, I agree with some things that you guys said. I, I, there was some, look, I think, on the one hand, I think having, having Melanie make this move is like some, the writers are taking some chances and they're trying to surprise us. And I appreciate that, I guess. Um, I mean, I guess I just found it really out of character for Melanie to kind of act mm-hmm. without thinking or, or not thinking very long, or we didn't see her think for very long, right? Like, Melanie gets uh-huh. on the train. Like, I just felt like, Jesus, Melanie, you've been off the train for six months. They save your life. They come back and save your life. You don't know what happened. Like, as far as we, we only saw her get, like, a two-minute com- explanation of what happened, right? You weren't part of it. You don't right. know what happened. You don't. Like, she doesn't even take time to take the temperature on the train or to gather forces. She just unilaterally, like, like, I mean, Melanie has to, I mean, she might have been a great blatant, but she has to understand that what she's doing is putting the entire society, like, at risk and creating, like, tremendous instability and creating another war for the train, right? Like, why? Right. And she doesn't really base it on that much. She's like, I've seen the data, and you're wrong. And I, I want to be like, really, Melanie? Because a lot of people who are also smart have been looking at the data for a long time. And she doesn't even spend any time trying to convince them or to explain to them. She's just like wearing her MIT T-shirt around to be like, look how smart I am. I went to MIT. <laughs> I'm smarter than you. And I say, you're wrong. It just seemed really um, – it, actually, it, it, today it kind of made me think, like, is she suffering the effects of taking these drugs for months and months? Like, I mean, like, Roche has really struggled coming out of the drawers, right? I mean, he was in there for a lot longer, but Roche has struggled coming out of the drawers. I mean, his daughter, Chloe, hasn't that much. Uh, Leighton struggled coming out of the Like, people, she basically was putting her in and out of the drawers, right? She was basically taking the drawer drugs over and over, uh, sleep, yeah, wake, sleep, wake, sleep, wake. And, and it started making me think, is Melanie, like, having some instability or something? I mean, probably not, but I don't know. I, I thought it was a little – I just always thought of Melanie as a person who was a little more strategic 
and that it disappointed me that they shouldn't even make an effort to try to convince anyone. Like, how about let's sit down and look at the data, Leighton and Javi and Ben, who are really smart data people, and let's look at it and let me explain to you what it just seems really, I don't know. Well, and no, I agree with that. And, and she didn't even go to Ruth. You know, Ruth was her right hand. Yeah. I mean, yeah. She, I didn't even see her. She, we didn't even see her have a conversation with Ruth. It, it, it actually felt no. kind of rushed. It, it felt very rushed yeah. for her to come to this conclusion. Yeah. And it was only made, the conclusion was only made after talking to, Wil, to Wilford. Yeah. Who poisoned everybody. <laughs> which, which, you know, how does Wilford get poisoned in a night? Well, he obviously still has supporters on the train, right? Um, well, the, the, who, that woman gave it. The, the person that brought him the food gave it to him. It was in yeah, the, it was in the uh, yeah, the napkin. Right, and that, so that's right. But there's obviously a plan afoot. She doesn't just happen to show up with a knife on the correct day, right? Well, yeah. Like there's he's got supporters. There's a plot. LJ's in on it. Um, and so Melanie, I don't know. I so it was. I mean, it was. That was the was that the season finale or was that the penultimate? If there one more. No, it's next week. One more. Next week. So, I mean, it felt like I appreciate that it's a surprising turn of events. I also feel a little bit, you know, AJ brings it up from time to time, and we've all talked about it. To what degree is any of this sustainable? How long is this show sustainable? Like, we've already seen two wars for control of the train. I'm not so interested in seeing another war for the control of the train just with different people in charge. How long is that yeah. interesting to us, right? Like, for how long can we keep watching? The war for control of the train. Um, I, I mean, by the same token, like I'm not sure I want to see them get off the train because the whole point of the show is that they're stuck on a train, right? So well, they can get really off the train sure. in the season four finale. Well, yeah, and they could like get to New Eden and stuff to live on the train because <clears> there wouldn't <throat> be any houses necessarily or anything, right? Like a, a like is the yeah. I mean they're going to the Horn of Africa, well, they're like going to like said, Somalia, Eritrea, it, it, Ethiopia. It's frozen. like you said, Karen. At the end, at the end, they're gonna be like, "We are Snowpiercer." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. So yeah, I'm. I was, I'm a little. So I I texted you guys and I was like, "Bad Snowpiercer," and then I guess I texted back and said, "I hope these writers have a plan," and I, I guess yeah, me too. That really sums it up. Like like, hope they have a plan for Melanie. That's gonna make sense because. They they made her the villain. I mean, she always kind of was the villain until she wasn't. You, you know what's funny, her, though? Yeah, I want to see another war. I agree with you there. And it shows, well, if you watch the preview, it sounds like she's going to side with Wilfred, which makes it even worse. Which makes no sense whatsoever. Well, yeah. here's the funny thing. Is, you know, it's like, Nobody's the good guy right now, actually. There's there's no good or bad. There's no villain, really. I mean, I don't agree with how, what Melanie did, but at the same token, I haven't agreed with Leighton's plan this whole time. Um, That's true. So it's like there's certain, you know, it's, it's, it's like there's really nobody's right in this situation, but Melanie, but Melanie made it worse. <laughs> you know, as bad as Leighton's decision yeah. was, it, you need to stick with it because otherwise – this happens, and now it's just gonna. I mean, I'm willing to give the writers the benefit of the doubt. They they haven't really steered us wrong so far, um, so we'll see how they pull this out. 
But it was just, I it, I it mean, felt, like I said, it felt very rushed. And not I a good agree move. with Leighton's plan to a, a degree. And I think Leighton is like a little good guy sort of to agree because I believe that Leighton really had the train's best interest at heart. And, and I do think that Leighton and Ben and Alex and Javi all believe the data and they believe there's warming. Um, yes. And, and, and I mean, the lie, I agree with you, the lie is a terrible idea that was always going to play out badly, but I, I think yeah. that, I mean, I, which I guess is why I wish I, like we saw Melanie looking at a map of the Horn of Africa that showed it warming, like the map showed it warming, and mm-hmm. they never explained why she would not agree with that map other than like, I ran the data and I don't agree. Well, she really? said, been, she answered that. She said that it wasn't; an, it was too much of a risk because something about the track wasn't safe. If once they made the turn, yeah. She said if they knew for sure it was there, that they would go, which is where she should have said, "Let's make a decision as a train whether we go, not this is what we're doing." Because she basically well, did that, the same thing. Well, but I think that's Leighton not exactly what she said, right? I mean, I think what she said was, "If it's still frozen, like I think it's still frozen, and if it's still frozen, then the track's going to be dangerous, right?" Like, right. like, like the track is going to be covered with, it's not a track they normally drive on, I guess. Like, it's funny because they go yeah. past the pyramids every three months, but they don't go all the way to the Horn, I guess. They just go around over to, like, Asia. And I guess they now, skip Africa entirely on their way around the world, right? Um, yeah, here's something really, interesting that I didn't really think about. Yeah. But the, the, the pyramids didn't have snow on them. There was snow on the I thought ground. it looked like it was melding to me the ground too. There was yeah. there was snow all there was snow all over the ground, but the pyramids themselves had no snow on them. Wouldn't that yeah. tell you that things are warming up? Yeah. Yeah, I mean I it, it all is very like unexplained. And and look, I, we don't we don't want them to have long conversations about data, right? Cuz that's not good storytelling. But you can have some good conversations about data if your writers, like, I mean, what I wanted was a compelling argument from Melanie. Like, it's not yeah. to convince Layton, but a, to convince me as the, as the viewer. Like, could we have her have a conversation with one person, with, like with Ruth, if she'd gone to Ruth or if she'd gone to somebody, and then, like, let me explain to you why I think this. But she just sort of, like, shows up in a black suit and then is like, I'm going to, like, you know, I you know, I, yeah. I as a viewer, I mean, I guess they don't want us to understand it because they want to cast Melanie as a villain right now. Like, like maybe the reason we didn't get any explanation was because they don't want us to understand her or like her. She's got to be against. She's being just set up to be the villain, to be the new Wilford or on Wilford's side, which also makes no sense because she. Well, well, um, no, she's not even she's not even the new, the new Wilford. She's the old Melanie. I mean, you got to remember, season one's villain yeah. was Melanie. It was Melanie, you're right. <laughs> right. She's not the new Wilford. She's the old her, Melanie. Her, her yeah. and Wilford take turns. Yeah. Um, I, I, one of you, Jamie, maybe made a point. Adrian made a point. She all, like, it's also surprising that she would go against Alex. That she would do something. Yeah, I said that. So, yeah. So yeah, she even she'd do something so extreme without even trying to convince Alex and get Alex on her side. 
right? And then to call on the phone and be like, yeah. oh, Alex, Alex. And I'm like, really? Like, stop trying to make us feel sorry for her now because how could she not even have a conversation with Alex and then like, listen, Alex, you're smart. You ran the data. Let me show you the reasons why I think the data is not good. She doesn't even try to come. And then to have Alex maybe disagree with her would have rang more true with me to have Melanie act and leave and leave her yeah, you're, behind. You're, you're absolutely right. At the very least, she should have had a conversation with, with Ben and Alex. Yeah. At the yeah. very least. I, she, I think that, and after nothing, I, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't want a lot of data and everything, but I think a, a conversation between the th- three of them could have been a very entertaining portion of the show that we didn't get. And so yeah. they just went straight to Melanie making a really bad decision. And like you said, Karen, it's not, it, it's completely out of character. So I wouldn't be surprised if we find out that maybe she's not, she doesn't have all her faculties because of going in and out of the drawer. Yeah. I mean, maybe that makes Cause if, if Leighton has control of the train and most people, okay, Wilford has his people, but most people are behind Leighton and most people are happy yeah. not having classes anymore and all that. Like, like, right. you know you're going to battle. You know Leighton's – and you know that the tail are the hardest fighters, and the tail are going to win again. Tail One win thing, again. though, you've got to remember. Yeah, but, even if they're yeah. all – even if most of them are on Leighton's side and the, they agree with everything else he did that without the classes or better, all that, all they're right now hearing is Leighton lied, Leighton lied, Leighton lied. And that's yeah. the only thing they're going to be yeah. thinking, and they're going to start with Melanie. That's the problem. Yeah, people don't I agree with that. Through. And you, yeah. they only, we only saw it from a couple of people, but I mean, Javi already sided with Melanie and, and shut Ben out. Um, Roche went right after Leighton and was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? And he's not necessarily really wrong about that. No, um, no, they're not. Not at all. I, I mean, I've been, I've been, if I didn't know about yeah. it, I'd be pissed at Leighton. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean. On, on the plus side. On the plus side. Yeah. Real quick, on the plus side, while this is a new battle, I don't think it's necessarily – I mean, there's actually three sides because there's Wilford and the Wilfordites, who, however many of those there are. That's where the, your battle yeah. is going to be because Melanie and the people that are pissed at Leighton aren't going to kill each other over it. You know, they're pissed off at them. Right. But yeah. it's not going to be an all-out war like it was when it was – season one when it was, Mel- you know, Melanie's people versus the tail or season, you know, or, you know, Wilford's people versus everybody else. You know what I mean? So it's not yeah. those type of wars. I can't, I can't, and if it goes that way, I, I'm going to be very disappointed in this show because I can't see, you know, the people that are upset with waiting over this, like, like Roche, um, yeah. like kill, you know, killing Alex because she's on, you know, because she's, she's on Leighton. So, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't see it being that type of battle. Yeah. I mean, it has surprised me that a bit that, that Leighton and Leighton's side, they've hinged this totally on, like, Leighton had a vision. Like, it's funny because Melanie's like, Leighton, Leighton and Ben have never been there. And I'm like, been there? When they would have been there? They, like, had a vision. It's all based on a vision, right? Um, which, like, I'm sorry, people, but now you're mad at me to lie? Like, you're believing in a vision. Like, who should be mad at? Be mad at yourself. Sorry, but, like, right? Like, you're yeah. mad at the guy because his vision is not true? Like, why would you believe in a vision, dummies? Because um, you're going to have to go <laughs> vision storylines. But it has surprised me that 
there has not been an argument made that, look, it looks like it's warming, and we can't stay on this train any longer. Like, all the cattle were killed, like, in season one, right? The aquarium is gone. Poultry got blown up last week. Like, how much more food do they yeah, have they on this train? Plants. How long? Plants. Like, how long can they live on this train? And there's never an argument that's like, look, people, if there's a chance, we got to check it out because we just can't, like, how long can we live on this train? That's why I said at least she could have been like, this is, the, this is what's going on. We need to decide if it's worth the chance. Like, if she had done that, then I would have been maybe okay with it. But this, we're going to do what I say, and my idea is better than yours, is not well, really the best move. Which is yeah. essentially what well, she did. And, and, while I, and while I completely disagree with that, or with her decision, not with what you said, um, Layton yeah. did that a few weeks ago, a few weeks ago when he said, Hey, let's let's vote. Are we going to go to the horn? Or are we going to keep doing what we're doing? But I've seen New Eden. That's where I got Asha from. You know, that's not much different. Yeah. He lied for the benefit of the benefit of the train. What I want to know is how they think that he was ever even there. Like, how would he have even had time? I didn't to, get like, that either. Because, like, yeah, like, other than when they were on Alice or whatever, like, they're on the same train. No, but that remember when they, when he supposedly went there, when he got Asha, was when, remember when they unhooked six cars and made themselves like a super fast train and they oh, were like going true. all around? It supposedly when they were on the separate six cars yeah. going like super fast everywhere is when they supposedly went to New Eden and found Asha. And they really found her in like the North Korean like reactor or whatever, yeah. right, where yeah. that was. But they lied and said they'd been there and seen it. Um, it's, I mean, AJ has been saying it the loudest, Janie's been saying it, that it's a bad <laughs> idea to tell the fly. Um, uh, but he, I mean, is it really any worse than what, than what Melanie just did? Like, he made an announcement to the train of what, he, exactly what, what he thought he had to do, right? That's what you're saying. Like, Melanie's done the exact same thing pretty much. He's like unilaterally decided yeah. to tell people what I'm going to tell them, and and I'm not even like we don't really have a reason to. However, not that I don't believe Melanie, but she didn't explain anything in a way that you know makes me. There's one understand. key difference, though. There's one key difference. Yeah. I disagree. You know, I disagree with both Leighton and Melanie. But however, Leighton went to his people and said, "Okay." Here are our choices. This is what's on the table. He had a conversation. Yep. Yeah. You're right. Which is, what, yeah. which is yep. what Melanie did not do. Melanie did not have that conversation. That's why, and that's why what Melanie what did is should, a little worse. Yeah. What Layton should do is say, yes, I lied to you about seeing New Eden, but I did it to give you hope. But what I said about everything else and, and what we have with the information, that that was all true. And then, you know, let them make a decision. That's yeah, what they no, need but to nobody's do. gonna well, listen to him now, because all they all yeah. they know is no. he lied, so they're not gonna listen to him. I mean, not for nothing. Not, what Melanie but... should have done, aside from having the conversation about you know with with Ben and uh, what's called, she could have also went to Leighton and let him come clean himself because this us versus them crap doesn't yeah. solve anything. It's it bad. makes shit worse. Yeah, it yeah. plays right into Wolfram's hands, right? And, yeah, and, exactly. And, and, and that's the other thing. How does Melanie not see that? How does she not see that she's doing exactly what Wilford wanted? Yeah. I don't know. 
Um, and, and to your point that nobody will believe late. Okay, you're right. Nobody will believe late. However, Melanie's track record as head of the train is not yes, that much better. Yes, there you go. I know. That's she to lied, the point. too. Well, didn't she like, lie? Did they that she lied about Wilfred? Yeah, she was the okay, ultimate lie. You're right. Thank you, Jamie. She lied for like seven years that Wilford was on the train and in charge, right? That is a very good point. That is a very good point. Also, under Melanie's regime, like, how many people got their arm chopped off, which was the penalty for it, right? Like, she she had a very brutal regime on the train that was supposedly Wilford, but was actually her. Um, And Ruth had to enact it, but it wasn't Ruth's decisions. It was Melanie's decisions, right? Right. Like, Melanie was not a great, like, I mean, I don't know if they're going to get into it, but Melanie's not really a, yeah. I don't know, I might, I might pick Layton. I mean, so at least under Layton. Yeah. Things are better since Layton. Yeah. I mean, at least under Layton, he doesn't like, I mean, he even lets Wilford, quite frankly, there was a scene where Wilford yeah. says, like, oh, Layton doesn't have the balls to get rid of me. And I'm like, oh, Wilford, yep. that's the coolest <laughs> thing you've ever said. True thing you've ever said. Yep. Like, Why doesn't Melanie say, I do? <laughs> I would have liked to have seen that. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, done, like but... every, it's, it's just more and more reason why Leighton should have put, put, put Wilford to death a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm just wondering what let's, they're going to do with Audrey. Way. If she runs into him since he escaped or whatever. If they have her go back with him. I'm going to, like, well, be really pissed so, off. Is that I actually... Mm-hmm. Sorry, Karen. Okay? I was going to say, during that scene where they were, like, you know, where Till and, and Audrey are, like, getting together or whatever, which I, I don't like. I mean, I don't like them either at all. But I actually at one point said to my TV, oh, Audrey's going to kill her. And I, I really was thinking that Audrey is still in cahoots with Wilford, and this has all been an act all this time. And getting close to Till is about getting close to power. And I, I, there was a moment where I was like, oh, is she going to kill? Is she in on this? Is she going to kill Till right now? I don't know. I guess I, I guess I underestimated her. I guess she's turning good again. I don't well, know. Yes, but while, if she slips back I, again. while I think there is a possibility you are right, Karen, and I would not be surprised if it comes to fruition, I feel like Audrey, now that Wilford's escaped, one of the first things he's going to do is he's going to get Audrey. And Audrey's going to go to him, but I, I, feel like, I feel like they're going to finally empower Audrey, where she's going to, she's going to obviously she's still going to be afraid of Wilford, because it's Wilford. Um, but I feel like this is, they're, they're going to, they're going to, finally empower Audrey okay. to the point where she is actually going to play Wilford and turn on him at the last second next, next season really? at some point. If, if, if it goes, well, if it goes that way, I can see, turn. I can see that. It's, it's going to be one of the two. Yeah. It's, it's going to be one of the two things. Either Karen's right or some semblance of what I'm saying is going to happen. Um, but the good news is people, um, there's only one more episode this season to piss us off <laughs> and yep. then make us wait you know, for however long to get the next season. And hopefully they announce that when it comes time, they're going to say season four, the final Last. season of Snowpiercer. Because if they tell me they're going to get a season, if they get a season five, I'm going to fucking riot. There's no way they can go beyond season four. So good news is technically we probably only have 11 episodes left until we get our finale. 
of the show. <laughs> yeah, I know you don't want to get into a 100 situation, right, where it went uh, on too long and, and should have ended. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. If it goes beyond season four, <clears throat> it, I have a feeling it's going to get very hard to watch. Like, 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 it's going to be like literally like the my metaphor a train running out of track. It's going to like literally be a train running out of track, right? Like how how long can this train go on and be a compelling story? I hear you. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I think we killed that train tonight. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess so. I guess yeah. we did. All right. What's next? Uh. Um, okay, unless sorry, Jamie has anything, Jamie, Jamie's no, going to bed. Ask her, like, <laughs> I asked you, yeah. No, but Karen, do you watch, if you watch Bridgerton, I can't remember if I asked you that or not. No, I don't watch Bridgerton. Oh, okay. It's I really good. It. I liked it. I, I didn't think I'd like it. I haven't Which seen is, that uh, yet. That's, that's based on, on Jane Austen. Austin. But Santa is on, on PBS. Uh, Oh, is Bridgerton is on Amazon. It might be. Bridgerton's on Netflix. I think Sanderson, I, I thought, was on Amazon, but I wasn't oh. sure. Well, it's Bridgerton on Masterpiece on PBS, but it could air there also. Well, Bridgerton oh. Season 2 starts 25th, I think. So. All right. Yeah, I, I have not watched the latest episode of From. I've only watched the first three of From. And I think I think that's might have been about on. where I am. Way behind on that. I haven't had a chance to catch up. I think up. it's only six episodes, so better catch up. Yeah. So. What's um? All right. See, I don't know where they're at that they've aired. I don't know when it airs to know what's live. I have to find hmm. that out. All right. Well, I'm going to three more movies this week at least of Oscar movies. By the way, I have now seen the Doctor Strange trailer twice. And every time I see it, I'm less interested in seeing this movie because uh, it just seems very convoluted and messed up. And I, sometimes I see a Marvel movie trailer and I'm like, that looks awesome. And I watch this and I'm like, what the, what the hell is going on with this movie? Um, I've told well, you guys for a long time that the yeah, multiverse is making me mad. nervous. Trailers are mess. The multiverse is making me nervous. Um, we'll see where that goes. Um, none of the movies I'm going to see this week are sci-fi. Nothing nominated for Best Pictures of Sci-Fi this year, right? So I won't have anything to report on that front, I guess. Um, okay. See anything else, Jamie? No, I don't. You probably announced everything while I was missing. Yeah, yeah, I said some of the other stuff (laughs) earlier. I think I'm out of things to say. Yeah. All right, right, Jamie. Have a good night. I'll do it again next week. Good night. It was a very short show. Yeah. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Good night. All right. Good night. Bye. Bye. All right. So, EJ, maybe we do the Discovery finale first because it was finale? That works for me. All right. Um, thought this easily could be a series finale. We were, it's already renewed for next year, right? But this yeah, episode I, to I me, think it is. this episode to me really played like if this was a series finale, I'd be okay with it. It really, and I wonder if when they shot it, had they been renewed? I don't know, because 
to me, the way they resolved everything and then the way they had all the voiceover with, you know, Berm talking about, like, what they're going to do going forward and all that, to me, it just felt like if I don't watch this show anymore, I could be kind of cool with that. I'm not saying I want, I want it to be canceled. I'm just saying if it didn't. To me, it just felt like a season and a series finale. I thought it was pretty good. Um, maybe some parts were a little predictable, like the whole Booker thing. Um, you kind of knew what's going to go that way somehow, right? Um, but I thought it was, I mean, I, I thought it was, I thought it was pretty good. And I thought they played like a lot of the elements they've set up for the last two episodes, maybe delivered. Um, I, I, I do wish I had seen a better, cause end was a little bit anticlimactic after everything he's done and what he's put everybody through that maybe they let him off the hook a little bit. Um, and certainly Booker, but I don't know. What did, what did you, how did you like it? Um, <clears throat> I, I liked it and I was disappointed at the same time because I, I like what I, I, I should have wrote for this finale instead of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's certain things that I would have done a little differently. I was excited about something that didn't happen. Um, I'll start by yeah. saying in no way, shape or form did I want Buck to die, but right. I, I was, I expected more consequences actually. Like, there were parts of the episode, like, first of all, I saw Tilly, and I was like, oh, Karen's going to be so happy. <laughs> like, I, I actually yelled, I was like, Tilly! <laughs> um, I actually, there was parts of me during the episode, um, I, I said to Artie, you know, they, they did a pretty good job with the evacuation, and I said to Artie, I was like, you know, I think like, we're so far in the future, this is never going to mess with any other Star Trek show. I was like, we're so yeah. far in the future. I was like, there was a part of me, like, I thought we were going to have genuine consequences in this episode. I yeah. actually believed there was a part of me, I said, I said, you know, I won't be completely surprised if Navarre and Earth are destroyed. You know, and they have to yeah. start over on another planet. It, it kind of juxtaposes the, um, the, the, uh, the, the 10C because that's what happened to them. They were driven out of their home world, mm-hmm. you know. So I was yeah. like, I could, there's a part of it, I can actually see this, and they That's have to start over with the people they yeah. evacuated. Um, you know, it would have sucked because they would have killed Tilly, but, yeah. you know, it is what She's it is. Um, yeah. The thing with Book, um, when Book, you know, it's funny, when I saw when they were transporting him over <laughs> and it took so long, I was like, he's not going to make it. He's not going to make it. And then, yeah. and I was like, God damn it. But it was actually funny because before that whole thing happened, when they were talking about who was going to fly the shuttle, and I was like, no. I was like, they're already killed Book. I was like, you can't kill Detmer off also. And then Atoye, she was like, I'll fly it. And I was like, all right, we can kill her. And then she survived too. But, I know. Um, I, I kind of have but, similar feelings. But, but like, Book, yeah, you have mixed feelings, right? Like, like But Book surviving – I had a feeling like there was something in me that I was like, could the 10C have done something and he's mm-hmm. not dead? And then, of course, that's what happened. Um, and, as, you know, it's funny. I said to Artie, I was like, come on. I was like, there's a lot of great people on the show, but David Ajala is like the best person on the show. <laughs> like, they can't, I can't yeah. believe they're going to kill Book. And I'm like, you know, and then they didn't kill him. 
So I, I was ready for all these consequences, and they didn't happen. And, yeah. and the, my, but my biggest disappointment, my biggest disappointment was when they talked about the spore drive to get out of there. And the minute they they're like, um, we can use this, we can overload the spore drive to get out of here. But once we do, the only way to repair it is in space dock. So we're screwed. It's gonna be like, we're going to be here to for, yeah. for decades. And I thought, like, hello, Voyager. Cool. Yeah, I, I, I did yeah. think of Voyager, but I also thought this is kind of cool because yeah. now next season we're going to see them meeting new species on their way, on their way right? trying to get home, and then yeah. the Tennessee open a friggin' wormhole and they go home. And I was like, eh. <laughs> I was like, I was, yeah, I was a little disappointed because I kind of like the idea of, of, you know, of a Voyager type show. And there was an easier way, like, show. like why couldn't why couldn't have anybody said like oh by the way also beam the mini spore drive off Booker's ship before it explodes like Booker's, yeah, Booker's ship was equipped with a mini spore drive right so yeah. grab it instead of like open it like these attempts you can open a wormhole like come on I mean I know they're very powerful but like that seemed a little lazy I agree with you and and taking decades these people already jumped nine hundred years so to to take a couple decades yeah, yeah couple I agree with more you decades yeah. I also um, agree with you. So while I would not want to see Booker die, okay with him dying and the way he died because I was, what he I did was, was really bad, right? I was really okay with it. Yeah. Um, he died and it was very sad. And especially like I w- I'm okay with seeing that kind of consequence for Michael, right? Like Michael had to make some yeah. choices. Mm-hmm. Michael made some choices that she said she was willing to sacrifice him. If if that's what happened, and yeah. it does happen, and then it's like kind of undone, right? And I mean, I thought the yeah. same thing. I'm like, oh, I mean, I agree with you that I, as I watched, I'm like, oh, clearly the Tennessee can save him. Tennessee can save him if they want to. And so, yeah, I felt like, and then his sentence is to go work in a colony to help, like, help refugees or help people whose lives were destroyed by yeah. the by the net the wave or whatever it's called, right? Um, I mean, I think that, I think that he got off very easy. I actually, as I'm watching it, I assumed, I assumed though he's going to be sentenced to prison somewhere because like, like the Federation has evolved and they don't do capital punishment and whatever. He'll he'll have some sentence somewhere to some kind of prison and next season he'll be sprung to help on a mission. Just like Michael was court-martialed and then it was sprung to help on a mission, right? He got a really light sentence. Um, the general had no sense for treason. The general committed treason. The general committed treason, right? Like she went against her entire diplomatic party to go with Tarka and Booker. And then just because she agrees to fly the mission, she has no consequences for her actual treason that she committed, which was a little. Yeah. I, I, like there were. One thing I, yeah, one thing I did appreciate though was she owned her shit right away though. Like, when they were like, yeah. who, who do you think helped him? Like, we got to figure this out. And she came out, and she's like, yeah, you don't need to do any search. It was me. Like, I appreciated that. I, I, gave, her, I, gave, her points for, I gave her points for that one. Um, and it kind of, oh, you're it, right. It kind of helped establish that. some kind of consequence. It kind of helped establish that she did it out of good intentions and out of patriotism. But people have, like, done right. a lot of bad things out of patriotism. Like, yeah. <laughs> in this country in the last year, right? Um. <laughs> 
And yeah, I mean, I agree with you. There weren't all, the like they held it out that there were going to be incredible consequences, but in the end, there were no consequences for anyone. Yeah, I mean, I mean, not none, I mean, but limited consequences. We've we've all heard the saying, "The road to hell is paved with good intentions." Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I, yeah, um, I could have been okay with Booker dying. I, I. Yeah. Would, I don't want to say it would have been better, but it would have been, I don't know. I mean, he got off pretty – I would rather see him go to actual prison and be like, I have to go to prison, Michael. And she'd be like, well, sorry, I love you, but you have to go to prison, and now, then let him get I, sprung later. <laughs> I understand what they kind of did. I mean, and, and I, I agree. He got off very light. Like, I actually said, um, when, when all was said and done, I was like, why isn't he, like, in handcuffs in a, in a cell somewhere, you know? Like, yeah, everything turned out all right, but, you know, and, and he, when he once, you know, and he did turn his, change his tune once he realized, you know, that Tarko really could not be trusted and everything. I was like, he still did all that stuff, and he still has to pay for it. So while his yeah, sentence like, is, sorry. yes, very light. What? Yeah. Well, I was saying, like, like, it's just a case, like, you know, in the United States, like, in our current, okay, I'm, I'm really stretching here, but, like, would the International <laughs> Criminal Court sentence Russian generals to work in a Ukrainian refugee camp? Right? Like, no. no. <laughs> that's a little <laughs> I mean, different, though. That's a, that's a little, it's a little different. different. <laughs> it's different, but I was trying to find something. Uh, I'm having a hard yeah, no, time I get finding something in modern life no, 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 to compare that's, that's, it to, but you know what I mean, right? Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Um, but like I was going to say, though, yes, his sentence is very light. But in a way, it is it, he kind of is in a prison, in a way, simply yeah. because yeah. he doesn't have the freedom that he's always had. Like he he's on lockdown. Like you know he's basically yeah. at a job twenty four seven, and he has to take orders twenty four seven. Like he's being told when to eat, when to go to his room, and you know, and when yeah, to yeah, you yeah. know. So it's um, but you know, and, and the way they eased it was when the president says um, that they said, you know, the sentencing was, you know, based on, you know, because of the circumstances and, and, you know, yeah. which I, you know, they, and I get it. I mean, it's a TV show and, and, you know, books got to clearly be in next season and everything, you know, since he's not yeah. dead. Um, I mean, honestly, I'm thinking to myself, yeah. I, I was thinking, you know, if I'm booked because he's in a world of shit, I'm thinking he's better off dead. And then they go and yeah. know, kind of sugarcoat it a little bit and make it all nice. Yeah. And nice. Yeah. Yeah. It was a little, uh, yeah. It was a little, but overall, it was good. Um, well, yeah, disappointments I mean, here seen, and there, but I liked it overall. Yeah. I liked it overall too. And, you know, I, I do like Michael and Booker together. And I, I, I do I love their moments together. I do, right? And I don't necessarily want to see him, like, like not be um, – I mean, it's funny because when she was like, I love you, and he was being taken away, it reminded me of when she yeah. was in love with that guy who was taken over by the Klingons. I forget his name. Oh, Tyler? Tyler guy, Ash? Yeah. Tyler. I mean, Tyler. Was, yeah. Tyler, and I never really bought them together. <laughs> no, and not at all. And when he got shipped away, I was like, oh, I, I didn't feel bad for Michael. I was like, oh, my God, thank God that guy is getting shipped away because he's the worst, yeah. and he's making the show worse, right? Um, it, um, so you know what I, you know what I actually, 
I, something I noticed with the, their conversation at the end there I, that I've always – I think the reason I love Michael and Booker so much is their relationship is very intellectual, you know? Yeah. And, and I think it's because we, we haven't – I mean, we've seen them in bed together and stuff and have romantic moments and everything, but it's never been like, you know, the, the – it's never it's never been forced on us the lovey dovey type type of stuff because neither one of them are like that like their love yeah I mean they've put they've done a great job portraying it. it it comes across very genuine and like I said very intellectual like their conversations they have um yeah are always really well written yeah yeah they're very equal I mean I I think that these writers have done a good job I mean I think it helped that they were introduced as having already been together for a year and already being in love, right? Yeah. And and that, I mean, they've just written that so much better than they wrote the whole Ash thing, which didn't, I never really saw that. It just made yeah. sense to me. I also like the way they've, they haven't, they never showed it, but, you know, the back story is that Booker was really her guide to the, whatever century, the, the 1,000, she bloops a thousand years in the future. She has no idea what's going on. He, he saves her life. He saves her sanity. He gives her a job and a purpose. Yeah. And like, we don't ever see it. And, and they don't talk about it, but they mention it once in a while. Right. And I, I just think right. that that all is there for us in that relationship. It's yeah. not on the screen, but I, I, they're a really good TV relationship. Yeah. Yeah. They're a really good Star Trek relationship. It's so much better than Tyler. Uh, He's the worst. Uh, yeah. yeah, I couldn't stand him. So. Yeah. Good stuff. So, Until next so I guess um, I guess Michael is getting grudge, or is he grudge is going to the camp? Right, like, <laughs> where, where's grudge going? Oh, by the way, how much I, do we love Reno? I think she got grudge. Reno had to crawl through a Reno had to crawl through a cat door. door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was kind of awesome. Um, yeah. Anyway, it was good. It, it actually left me, like, looking forward to the next season. Uh, yeah. Again, I felt like if this is a finale, it played well for me, If it's, it, but it left me wanting more also. Yeah, now season, is, season five right now is in, is in post-production, pre-production. So it's coming back soon, I guess. Yeah. Soonish. Yeah, sometime yeah, next year. Soon. Yeah, because there's other shows coming in between. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of them, Picard. <laughs> Picard time. So this is only episode two, three? Two. Three. Two, three, right? three, two. Yeah, three. Three, yeah. Of ten ish, I think. Um, pretty good episode, I thought. Like, finally, really getting yeah. into some action. Um, I mean, definitely left me wishing more had happened. There was a little bit of, I don't know, there's a, you know, there, there's a little bit of comedy and slowness. Not comedy, but I mean, and and I worried a little bit about what they're going to have to say about our current society. So Star Wars has gone back in time many, many times, and they've come to the 20th yeah. and 21st century many, many times. We've seen it. We've seen it. From we've seen Spock and Kirk come back, right? Um, yeah, voyage. I, I, I think it was not a heavy touch this week. I liked it. I, you know, I think what you and I dread is not getting into a forty-four hundred situation. 
where they're <laughs> like, I don't like, are they going to harp every single week on like some aspect of our society that's unjust or unequal? Um, I don't think they are. I thought the touch this week was I don't think so. not that bad, right? I mean, what'd you think? I think, well, I, I think, I, I think the INS situation was specifically um, to put Chris in a bad situation. I don't think it was to harp really. Um, yeah. Because it was to make you, him as soon as somebody, him. as soon as somebody says, "Don't create butterflies," that person is going to create a fucking butterfly. Yeah, that person's going to be the butterfly. Yeah, <laughs> they're right. <laughs> you, you know, damn well Chris is going to mess it up. I mean, oh my god, that was so yep. funny too. And I was, <laughs> I, I was like, I was like, really? He knocked himself out, and Artie's like, he, I was like, look at that fall he took. I was like, yeah, but he grabbed the rail. I was like, he slowed his fall. He shouldn't have gotten knocked out. <laughs> I was yeah, giving Chris all the time for getting knocked yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. You want to know, I mean, you, you know the, the best? Wiley Coyote do that. Yeah. The, the, the funniest part of the, uh, the, the, not, I don't want to say the highlight, but the big moment of the episode for me actually was when I was watching the board queen and she, you know, she's <clears throat> talking to Picard and I keep looking at her and looking at her. And then I realized the board queen is Annie Wershing. And I did not recognize her. Like, there was something, I don't know if it was her voice Who's or a Annie look Warshaw? she gave or something. Oh, God. She's, she's been in a lot of stuff. Um, she was in um, Desperate Housewives. Um, oh, yeah? I'll take a closer yeah, look at her, and I'll probably recognize her next time. You didn't, you didn't know what, did you, did you watched Desperate Housewives, didn't you? Yeah, who you was she in Desperate Housewives? Uh, I don't remember that character's name. That was right, a long time. I'm old. Oh. That was a long time ago. I should probably that was a long time ago. I'm old. She was also on twenty. She was also on twenty four. She was Tess on twenty four. I remember. Oh, all right. I'm looking her up while we talk. Um, I mean, I think, I think, you know, I don't. The idea of having to work with a board queen is really kind of interesting. I did like, I did like what they did this week um, with her, and so she's from Bosch. She's from One Or Eight. Oh, she's in Timeless. Who was she in Timeless? Um, oh, I didn't watch Timeless. Oh, I like Timeless a lot. Um, uh, she's from The Vampire Diaries. Uh, she has a bunch of stuff. Anyway. I kind of, you know, I like the idea of them having to work with a board queen. I, I, and I like that, like, we're not going to, I don't want to dwell too much on Locutus because we've seen it a lot in Star Wars and we saw it even last season in Picard when they went to the cube, right? And so it, it, it there's limited ground to explore there. And so I, I like it creating this tension and this fear in Picard, this low-level thing running through him. But I really liked the way Dr. Jakari, Jatari, Girardi, Dr. Girardi, yes, um, Girardi. Decide, Dr. Girardi decides to, Agnes decides to just go for it, right? I really liked that scene, and I liked where in the end, like, she managed to steal some files, and the board queen's like, oh, you've impressed me. Yeah. <laughs> like, that she's the intellectual equal of basically a computer. That was kind of. Cool. I like that a lot. I like that they're, I think, like, I have high hopes that this bit with the Borg Queen could actually be kind of good. Um, it could actually play well. Um, well. Yeah, the thing, 
about the board queen that, that hit me right away was when when she tells Girardi when she's like, allow me. And I'm thinking, you know, it's going to be interesting as the board queen because it's just as important for her to, for this to work as it is for them. Yeah. That's correct. I mean, that's, that's the basis of their partnership, right? Um, yeah. So that's cool. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I mean, so far so good. This modern day, this, their portrayal of LA 2024. So I'll agree with you that the whole ice is maybe not a commentary as much as it's a way to explain how, how Chris could get arrested for not having ID in, in LA. Um, and why he'd be treated like that. And I, it, you know, I, I also like the part where Rossi sees that big homeless encampment, which is a problem in LA right now, yeah. in many cities right now. And then a guy robs her and she's like, oh, money, really? And just like clocks him out. Um, <laughs> and, and then takes his money. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, 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 and then takes his money. Um, and I'll tell and, you what, so I, I don't know how. I, I was just gonna say I don't know how long it's gonna be like this, where where her and Seven are, are gallivanting around uh, L.A., but I'm really enjoying yeah. their alone time together. They they play off each other really well, and it's really funny. I I love when Seven says when when she's trying they're trying to get in there, and the guard goes, "Kevin is not funner than me," <laughs> and Seven's <laughs> like, "I can't believe that I can't believe that worked. Usually people don't like me." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's um I mean she she's been a great addition last season and this season. Yeah. Um I uh yeah, we'll see how long their like buddy comedy goes on, but it's pretty good. Um and I was going to say one other thing that I that I enjoyed about this episode. Oh, so I, what I was going to say was wh- wherever they're going with 2024 and restoring the timeline, like they're not trying to change what happened. So there's an article that I read in Den of Geek um, today, and it was about, it wasn't about this episode, but it was about Star Trek, in Star Trek's canon, um, Earth has a World War III, and it's World War III that, like, sets yeah. up first contact, right? Like, in Star Trek, yeah. in the movie where Picard makes first contact with James, called James Cameron last week, his name is James. Uh, Cromwell. Um, Cromwell, thank you. Zeke, Dr. Zeke, somebody. Um, like, that's in the aftermath of World War Three. Yes. Right? And so Picard and his crew, I mean, it, it, it's clear. I mean, as is with any time travel, and as you said with the butterflies, but they're not trying to change anything or, like, like, wokeify our society. Not, I shouldn't say wokeify, but they're not trying to correct problems that exist on Earth. They're trying to find this person, right? Um, right. And by they're, the trying, way, they're trying to fix whatever Q changed. Yeah. And by the way, the young man, the young, like, Vulcan man who joined the nuns, who died in this episode, yeah. I'm kind of assuming uh, he's that... Rom- was- First of all, he's, he's, he's Romulan and his name is Eldon. And his name is Eldon. Elden. I always want to call him Elrond, which is not his name. Elrond is from Lord of the Rings. Um, <laughs> Elden. Um, I mean, I'm assuming when they somehow restore the timeline, he'll be brought back to life, which 
then I had in my head, like, oh, my God, our agent and I can have all these conversations about how what happened happened, and if your life is a string, and if you loop the string back, then you're still on the string. Remember those conversations you and I had for, like, two years not agreeing about shit? You know, I'm lost. It's, it's, funny that you, it's funny that you brought that up because I was having this conversation with Artie already when, when he died, um, and Artie kept yelling, TV, telling, telling, telling Rafi, to calm down, he'll be fine when you guys fix everything. And I was like, no, he he's dead. I was like, I was like, he should be dead. He, he should be dead. Back, he should right? not come back when they fix the time. The only way, and I can see them doing this, the only way he comes back is after they fix the timeline and Q come, shows up and gives his snarky little comments to Picard, I could yeah. possibly see Q bringing Elrond, El, Eldon, Eldon back to life. <laughs> I can see Q you doing it. called him Elron. Now you got, as like, you got me doing it now. As, as almost like a gift to Picard, because Q can do anything. Q, yeah. Q's immortal yeah, and exactly. he's omnipotent, right? He's like magic. Yeah. Yep. The yeah. other way would be for if this was all a trick of Q, and when the timeline was restored, nobody remembered everything, anything, because it never really happened. However, I think we've established it's really happening. I hope it's, yeah, I hope, I hope it's not that. Right? That would piss me off, actually. I mean, th- there was that part where Rafi yelled at Picard and was like, look, yeah. this happened because you are playing a game with Q. And, I mean, she's not wrong, but she's also not right. Alphabet right? Man. Like, she's, like, Alphabet Man. <laughs> yeah. Or Mr. Um, Alphabet, whatever yeah, I mean, she calls them. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Alphabet. I mean, she's not wrong because Q and, and Picard do go through this and, and it is a game right it, it's always a game and they're always posturing and trying to beat each other and and Picard says no it's not me it's not Q but I think she's kind of right like like if you watch the next generation yeah. like a lot of those episodes were sort of like Picard matching which with Q um yeah I agree like although I don't know how she knows it I don't know how she knows all that because all she could know she didn't watch the next generation Presumably, all she knows is what Picard told her, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, what she knows is what Picard told her, and she only knows, therefore, Picard's side of it. But, I mean, yeah. I think this – I mean, I, I don't know. I, we're, I hope that we would see more John Delancey also. We haven't seen a ton of him, but – I'm sure we he will. Always had a, yeah, I'm sure he will. always had a tendency to pop in and out of these Picard puzzles that he set up, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure we're going to see him again. Yeah. So, yeah, it was pretty good. I'm liking it. Um, I, I'm liking it maybe a little better than – do I like it better than last season? I mean, I don't know if I like it better. The, we know the characters now. Like, we know Rafi. We yeah. know Rios. We know Gerardi. Um, And so I can understand root for them a little more maybe. Right. Yeah. You know what keeps throwing me also is is what? is seeing Seven with without her implants. It keeps throwing well, me off. It's throwing her off too. Clearly, right? Like we saw yeah, multiple know. Yeah. scenes where it's, it's yeah, throwing her off as it. well. She's not used to it, and um, she's not used to it, and it kind of not used to it, and I kind of wondered like, is it making her? I don't know, giving her memories of before the Borg, or does she almost kind of miss it? 
right? Like, yeah, I don't know. It's part of your life, and if you, it's part of what happened to you, yeah. made you who you are. Like, even though she's she's a different person in this world, she's not. She's R seven, right? And I mean, there was this yeah. part where where Picard said when he joined the collective, and when the board queen tried to join him, he felt an intense joy, like like he felt so. Right, joy or comfort or happiness, he says, or something about being like joined to the collective. Um, yeah. And I was like, oh, I wonder if that, I wonder if Seven, who was joined for so long, like that's hard to leave. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, good episode, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, that, and that's the thing. I mean, she still even goes by, <laughs> you know, Seven. You know, she doesn't even. Yeah. Go by her. She, you know, when she, when she, when they, she was rescued, you know, by by Enterprise, the Enterprise, she didn't switch back to her real name. You know, she has just always gone by Seven. No, and people call because her like that's who that. She is like, now. like, um, that woman last season who she killed, that woman who was like a Borg hunter who like ripped all their tech oh, or yeah. whatever. She called her name is like Alana or Elena, Ariana, something like that, right? I can't remember what her name is. No, but she called her by her name, and I Personally. think the board queen, like, the board queen, like, called her by her name also. Yeah. To, like, torment her, right? Um, but you're right, she never went back to it. It's not like Picard, Picard was not in very long, but it's not like Picard is like, oh, no, my name is Lacutus now. Call me Lacutus, like. Then yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, well. All right, then. Anything else? I think that's pretty much it. I'm kind of glad I... I never see promos for anything. No, they don't really show them, I don't think, on, like... um, I mean, you watch this on Paramount, right? As I do. Yeah. And I don't really see promos on Paramount. I don't really show them. I don't really do them. Yeah. I don't know. All right, then. Unless they do them after the credits or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. So, all right. Guess they don't. All right. Well, until next week, week when we have three shows. What do we have next week? We got Card, Snowpiercer's finale, and The Walking Dead. That's all. Oh, you only have three shows next week. Yeah. Yeah, we only have three. We're in that in-between time where shows are ending and new shows haven't started yeah. yet. Yeah. Yeah. All right, good. Be a so, short show. All right. Then. Well, have a good right, week. Cool. Enjoy your movies. You t- thank you. And uh, you have a good we'll week do it too. again next week. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening, as always. And uh, come back and see us next week. Good night.